Infendo.com is the place to go if you want to get everything that we are doing. Go to our Discord. Even Steve's Discord lives there. Go to Infendo.com today. So connected to the world of Nintendo, even Link knows where to find us. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello. Hello and welcome to Infendo Radio. Episode 600 and... 5,052. My name is Lucas, and um, I am one of the three lovely co-hosts that you're going to hear speak to you for the next hour or so. Um, However, I am not the only person on this show. I am joined by two equally lovely, uh, albeit slightly less hairy co-hosts, maybe? Possibly? I don't know. I don't know. How are we doing on the hair tonight? Uh, Justin, you're usually pretty hairy. How are you doing tonight? (laughs) I, I thought my shirt was, was on and pulled up, but okay. Um, I am doing well. Got some got some good news uh, today. So um, things, things are starting to fall into place for me. Um, before I start uh, uh, rambling about various things, you can follow me on Twitter at InfendoJustin, which... Again, has somehow become my arguing about Star Wars account for some reason. Um, you can visit my Disney site at thedisneyparkbench.com. Got a new blog that will hopefully be ready by April 1st. Um, and uh, go check out this Nintendo Life podcast this week. Um, I had a guest appearance on that with Lord NBZ, so uh, I think it turned out good, so go check that out. One of my favorite Nintendo podcasts. I was honored to be invited to guest host on that, So, and hopefully one of these days we can get um, either... Uh, either NBZ or, or Bally on our show, although they are in England, so that kind of makes it difficult. United Kingdom, rather. One of them's in Scotland. Anyway, I'm doing that rambling thing. Hi, all! Hi, Justin! Uh, Eugene, where do you like to go when you like to ramble? Oh, uh, you know, the bathroom when I cry myself to sleep. Oh, uh, you sleep in the bathroom. Uh, sometimes you know those I have poops... good news and Eugene's just depressing <laughs> when you get old Lucas sometimes you just gotta you know cry when you poop uh, no I don't cry when I, I poop get it. Just, I just, get it just, 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 just rambling just like Justin um, no just go to just go to infendo.com um, if you want to know all the things um, what am I doing these days I am um in the lens between playing Elden Ring, like, with my whole life's um, purpose. So, yeah, I, I wish I was doing that right now. No offense, guys, but uh, that's uh, that's my life like, these days. It's okay, I get it. I'm actually playing RuneScape right now while I'm doing the show, so I, I totally understand <laughs> The desire is I, real. I get it. So, um, so, well, then, I was going to say, how are you doing, Lucas? But it sounds like you're doing great leveling up your character, you know? I just hit level 67 attack today, so yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Um, uh, no, I've been doing good. Um, I played a rather silly game with Steve this weekend that I'm going to talk about during Change the System. But if you want oh to... Oh, my God, I can't wait to talk about my silly game. <laughs> 
I'm looking forward to it. But if you want to see the silly game that I played with Steve, um, you can actually go to my YouTube channel, which is Lucas Peace, and go check that out. It's L-U-K-A-S-P-E-A-C-E. I think I have officially overtaken any other Lucas Pieces on YouTube at this point. So if you search my name, you will no doubt come across my channel. Please check out the video. I think it was called like Crazy Capitalism or something like that. It was it was a good it was a good time. It was a an interesting painful for me time. Steve is weirdly good at Chinese board games. Anyway, uh, we've got a show for you tonight, and we've got um, something to talk about that's probably going to make some of us very sad. Uh, this is kind of big news of the week. It's that Breath of the Wild 2 has been delayed. Um, originally, it was going to be coming out at the end of this year, if I'm not mistaken, the holiday 2022, and it is now coming out in spring, I believe, of 2023. Tell me if I got mm-hmm. any of that wrong. Eugene's shaking his head. Mm-hmm. Looks good to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is, I think, a little unprecedented. I don't know. Maybe you guys, you guys are great, especially Justin. He's always got like an encyclopedic yeah, knowledge of like game yeah, release they've never dates, delayed a Zelda game. I was going to say, Zelda say. games don't usually get <laughs> delayed. Sometimes they get yeah. announced and we don't hear about them I, for years and years and years. But but this is a, a full-on like, this game I, is coming out and sorry. now this game isn't coming out. I was being sarcastic. Zelda games have gotten delayed like every single time. Uh, okay. See, uh, a 3D Zelda game is always going to get delayed. You see, know, like I when was the last time it that, did it? Actually, I feel like Nintendo has been really spot on lately with like we're releasing a game at this date and it's coming out, and that's just how it's been. No, Zelda I, I, games always get delayed. I think unless it's like a remake or mm-hmm. a 2D Zelda game, but th- right. like Eugene said, the 3D ones are almost are pretty much always delayed. I think Skyward Sword may have been the one exception. I think that made its release date, but um, Breath of the Wild was delayed for like two years. Twilight Princess was delayed for at least a year. Ocarina of Time was delayed. But for again, was two Breath years. of the Wild actually delayed, or was it announced and then just was, kind of put on ice? It was like, announced they... for 2015. Mm-hmm. Then they then they promised it for 2016, and we still didn't get it until 2017. So yeah, see, I never um, remembered. I would I say the sequel is pretty much on par. I never remembered getting like an official release date for Breath of the Wild, and then them pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. I remember them showing off that original footage of Link jumping in the air and shooting the arrow and stuff, and then just yeah, that not one, saying that a word about ended, it. That trailer ended with the date 2015. And then the ah, second one that we saw with with him just sitting on the horse mm-hmm, with all the grass mm-hmm. in the background, that one ended with 2016. So I do yeah, not no, they remember that. They've announced dates for 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 Zelda games and almost never make them. I but want it's to pretty much you. always worth the wait. I want to challenge you on that, but I don't know enough about Zelda to dispute it. <laughs> well, just to answer I, your I question too, Justin, the, the show. Um, I'm looking at an article from November 24th, 2011, and in the Iwata asks, um, he announces that the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword is being delayed to get the product just right. Hmm. All right so even well, that one got a delay. I guess that's well, that. Well, then I guess uh, you guys have kind of beaten it into the ground that this is not big news. So, <laughs> do we have opinions I mean, on it? It is big news, but it's not ex- it's not unexpected. So, <laughs> right. what are our thoughts? What are our feelings? Are we disappointed? Are we ambivalent? Are we I go back excited? to that Nintendo quote or the Miyamoto <laughs> quote: "Why a, a delayed game is whatever, and a right. blah blah game is crap forever, or whatever." You know? So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm. 
I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed because I was really looking forward to playing that this year. Hopefully we'll still get a trailer at E3 um, to kind of whet our appetite, but um, I got enough other games that I haven't Same. beaten that mm -hmm. I can play, so um, it'll give me a chance to finish Age of Calamity. Maybe I can actually make some more progress in Immortals Phoenix Rising and The Witcher 3. Um, just too many open world games, man. Um, mm -hmm. No Man's Sky is coming out on Switch. I'm sure I'll end up playing it on that. Oh, I thought that so. was out. It's not out already? I thought it was. But uh, June, I think. Oh, we might be okay. thinking about um, like the Outer Worlds or something. <laughs> okay, yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. Well, yeah, I no, I'm with both... Justin there. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying I'm I'm with Justin there. Just I uh, I'm not that disappointed. I just got other, I got other stuff, but I'll be excited when it comes out. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, you both know that uh, I think I've I've mentioned this before that I'm probably not going to get it at launch anyway. So I'm not really like at all like I I saw the news and I was like okay <laughs> that was that was kind of my whole experience. So I'm waiting I'm waiting to hear if they've got like dungeons and items and stuff. If that's a thing, then I'll probably hop on it. But otherwise, I'm I've, I've had my fill. I put 400 hours into the first game. I'm good. So we'll see how it goes. Sure. But um, yeah, that's kind of the the big news. The other big thing that happened this week is uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land dropped. Unfortunately, horrible podcast host that we are, none of us have really played it outside of the demo. So uh, that's because Nintendo doesn't send us games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really their fault, isn't it? I um, <laughs> I, we mentioned this last week on the show, but I just wasn't that impressed with the demo. And Same. um, you know, friend of the show, longtime listener, Andy. Um, aka DJ has been talking us up a little bit because I actually asked him I was like hey what are your thoughts on this apparently the game gets a little bit more exciting down the road It's the demo didn't really do it justice but my experience with the demo was that it was very flat it was very um, point A to point B with no deviation kind of stuff so I'm hopeful that it does I, I think I'll wait until some other people again i think i'll wait until some other people have finished it before i, I dive in and see how it goes i do want to try it at some point just because it looks chill but i don't know that i'm really in the mood for a really relaxing kirby adventure right now you know like, especially with uh kirby 64 hopefully right around the corner like that'll definitely take oh, up my kirby yeah. time so that will be exciting yeah i haven't played that game since it was new I, my experience with that game was I had a friend who was not particularly good at sharing his property with his friends and would bring oh no. games over and play them. Say what? I said, oh no. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, he lost a tooth at my house and had to go home because he was a child and deal with that. And he accidentally left Kirby 64 at my house. I beat that entire game in one night and then returned it to him promptly the next day. <laughs> and that was my experience with Kirby 64 as a child. It was this magical, locked object that I couldn't get. The next time I played Kirby 64 was on WiiWare, um, when it became available to me again and I was able to purchase it. So I don't know if it's just fuzzy nostalgia, but I really like that game. I'm really excited to give that one another try when it comes out. So. I love the, the mixing abilities. Like, oh, that's, very, that's, very fun. Like that... That and Double Dash's, like, two racers are, are the two features that only appeared in one game in the franchise and never returned. Yeah, very experimental kind of stuff. Although I will say, if you play the demo of um, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, they have 
upgraded power-ups, which isn't quite the same thing. But yeah, like you can get like a better sword that does different things. You can get the bomb, it becomes like an electric bomb and stuff. The fire ability, you become like a dragon in midair and stuff. So there are power-up versions of the the abilities that kind of give you a little Kirby 64 vibe, but it's not quite as creative as like, I'm mixing electric with ice and getting a refrigerator, you know, like that kind of, that was really, <laughs> that was really that. cool. Like I, there is a vending machine <sighs> Kirby though, that you can become when you eat a vending machine. Um, so. <laughs> and uh, the other thing, Kirby 64 was one, uh, well, maybe not. I was going to say it's one of the first Kirby games where you had to have the right mix of abilities mm-hmm. in order to, like, unlock the secrets. But I guess yeah. Kirby's Dream Land 2 did that as well, so. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish, not, again, not that I've really played the game, I just played the demo, but I kind of wish they had gone almost the collectathon route with this game, I'm realizing. Like, if this was, like, Banjo-Kazooie, but with Kirby, I think I'd be all over that. You're just in, like, a sure. big circular area, and you're, like, using abilities to, like, open doors and stuff. Like, I-, I think I'd be really on board for something like that. I kind of wish they had taken in that route. But, again, maybe the game gets a lot better, and what we saw in the demo is just kind of a rough touch. Um, Justin, you said you own it, right? Or am I mistaken? I do not. I have only played the demo. Mm. I was saving my money for Lego Star Wars, so I uh, wasn't that one ready to buy Kirby. Soon. Steve's but, excited. <laughs> but the more I think about it, the more I think um, the Lego games go on sale pretty frequently, mm-hmm. and Nintendo games do not, so I might be better off getting Kirby and waiting for Star Wars. Sure. Well, let's be real. You're going to get that DLC, too, when LEGO Star Wars comes out. Oh, yeah. I'm getting the deluxe edition. Yeah, you can kind of save a little money if you wait for it to go on sale. Eugene, you don't own Kirby either, right? No, it's on my, like, wish list. But, like, I just... I I think I've said this in the past. I've never really been a Kirby person. So, like, this Mm -hmm. is... You know, I mean, I I appreciate it, but it's just not for me. You know, like, kind of like how I, you know... I still haven't beaten Star Allies yet, so that sure. gives me something to That's the play thing, in the though. meantime. I, there are games that are definitely like that for me, but I feel like a lot of those games um, transformed from what they used to be. Like Paper Mario. I love the first three Paper Mario games, but these days I would say it's not a series for me. Sure. Um, the, 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 what was the other one? Yoshi. The Yoshi games. I love the first two Yoshi games. These days, I don't think they're a series for me. Kirby bounces back and forth. There are Kirby games that I really think are me games, you know? And then there are Kirby games that kind of aren't. And see, my me Kirby games are the weird ones, which are... Yeah, like Canvas Curse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh Yeah. Did you ever play um, the Mirror one, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror? Where it's basically just like oh yeah the Metroidvania, Metroidvania. One. that would probably yeah. be a U game I think Amazing I never Mirror. I never beat I that one either it was but a, that was what's, a what's that DS? particularly unique I think one. it was it was either DS or Game Boy Game Boy Advance, Advance. Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. there I should pick, I should pick that you one up. would you should emulate that actually like mm-hmm. put it on Switch or something um, it is Metroidvania like very interesting I think you would really enjoy it actually Squeak Squad was kind of like that too I think I never played Squeak Squad but. I think it had that same kind of vibe to it, where it was like one big map I'll, to explore. I'll have Am I to, wrong, Justin? I don't remember. I'll have I to have give that a shot. Squad. I've played it, but... Yeah, definitely look into Amazing Mirror. I think you would actually really like it, as far as Kirby I games, think, yeah. wasn't that a... 
we might as well just get into our change of system at this point, right? Um, sure. Uh, do we not no break? We're just good. You can yeah, I think through. I'm fine. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it. Well, because I feel like this is going to be a short episode because there's not a whole lot to talk about. Sada. That's, that's right. That's right. We're, we're just going. Um, but yeah, the. I think Amazing Mirror was one of the games, if I'm not mistaken, on the Ambassador program, maybe? It was, because that was the first and only time I played it. I didn't enjoy it because it was too confusing. Yes, the Ghost of Steve is saying that yeah, the Amazing Mirror is Ambassador. It, By the way, the Ghost of Steve also told us during one of our mini seances <laughs> that LEGO Star Wars comes out the Tuesday after this recording, by the way. So by the time you're listening yes. to this episode, it will probably be just around the corner. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, no, I'm going to go play Amazing Mirror then because it's on my DS. I might just pull it mm-hmm. off my bedside table. I'll at least give it a shot, you know, so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, give it a go. I guess while I'm talking, I'll just go right into my change of system and tell you what else I've been playing. Um, I do want to start with Elden Ring. I have not just been playing Elden Ring, so you guys don't have to like roll your eyes, everybody who's listening All to the podcast. All that Eugene does is play Elden Ring <laughs> and Pokemon Go. It's like Shantae and Shovel Knight. I am so close <laughs> to beating this game. I am I think I'm at about... Well, I think I'm close anyways. I, I There could be... Yeah, I was going to say... Could be a twist. What constitutes what constitutes beating... Like I'm, I'm assuming there's like a Ganon-esque final yeah. boss kind yeah. of thing. But, but like, it, it, you almost wouldn't think a game like this would be able to be beaten. Like, it's just an experience that doesn't end. There's know? an end game-ish type of thing. But, yeah, you there's multiple endings in this game from what I've heard. But also, this is a game that I'm going to um, get all the achievement points for. So, you know, I'm going to be playing mm-hmm. this game for a long time to come. Because I really do like it. But, um, get all those Koroks. Yeah. But it's um, it's been just... Uh, it's a wild ride every time i feel like um i'm almost done or like i've seen everything that this game has to throw at me i'll like go to this new place that i didn't really think that i could go to but is like just around the corner from someplace that i was just at type of thing you know so like you know it's like oh i could have been here like 20 hours ago type of thing if i had just like gone in this cave or you know if i had just seen this uh landmark type of thing but uh, it is, uh, it's a fun game. It's hard though. It is, I feel, easier than previous From Software games. So it's definitely easier than um, Dark Souls, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Mainly because um, From Software has provided the player some options where you don't have to be online to get some assistance. Um, because if you've never played a game like this before, um, you can summon other people into your world. Um, multiplayer that can like help you take on bosses or help you you know beat a tough area type of thing and um, in the previous game series that was like really the only way to get help Um, in this game they have things called ashes of war and they're like basically summons so like I have this old guy this elderly guy with a cane that I like to summon because he's a magic user and I am um, I've been I've been scoping towards strength and dexterity for this run so I don't have a lot of um, incantation ability so if I have a you know a boss or something particular that needs a, a magic user then I'll summon this guy type of thing you know are are the ashes of war NPC like like pre pre-built guys or are they okay so they're mm-hmm. not like it's not like oh uh, I'm gonna pull Eugene's character and have him kind of thing. right yeah no they're just like pre- yeah I was gonna say ashes of war made me think that it was basically just like the reanimated corpses of other people who died, in which the I world. Think, that would be which cool. I think is, 
I think that's how Dragon not to not to subvert no, here go and ahead. talk about something else, but all this all this Elden Ring talk has had me thinking about a game that Phantom recommended for me called Dragon's Dogma that I really Yeah, enjoyed. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah. Dra- and that game had like an RPG element and you could recruit other people's characters mm-hmm. onto your team. So I remember like scouting out people's and being like, Oh look, mm-hmm. there's Phantom, you know. Dragon's kind of Dogma has a lot of um from software influence for sure because yeah. that came you, that came I think right after the whole mm-hmm. Dark Souls and Demon Souls thing and people were trying to like yeah. you know make Souls likes that was one of the first mm-hmm. ones I actually really like that game it's a really good like I honestly I've been wanting to re-download it and give it another it's go good. but I think it's I'm on Switch the Dark too right Souls toe first yeah I have it on Switch yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I could not highly recommend if you're looking for um like a open worldish not that you are because if you're listening to this you're probably playing Elden Ring let's be real but um <laughs> but if you're ever looking for like an open worldish kind of game that isn't Elden Ring Dog- Dragon's Dogma does a good job of kind of scratching that itch a little bit it's the closest i've ever gotten to like a um a skyrimish kind of experience where it's like okay cool sure. there's a world to explore you know sure but yeah but anyway a- a- go on. aside from that um i've been playing Another game. It's actually somewhat Souls-like as well. Um, it's called Tunic. Um, it it Ooh, it came out a couple of weeks of ago. It's on Game Pass actually. If you have Game Pass, so uh, Justin, you can actually play it on your Xbox One if you want. It's really good. It's a. And I'm booting that up tonight. It's a um, isometric, um, over the top type of game so you know you're think of your you know your diablos you know that type of thing yeah exactly (laughs) that's where my head goes that too yep same here you're isometric i immediately think of mario moving in like (laughs) you know diagonal patterns anyway yeah well this one is really good um i i must confess i've literally just just booted it up so i'm talking we're Mm -hmm. talking like i'm within the first hour of playtime, but i'm liking it a lot um so far, its shtick is that it kind of, um, it, it's like playing with with perspective. So, um, again, you're, you know, isometric over the top, think like a grid-like type of thing, you know. Um, but um, when you are like behind a staircase type of thing, sometimes there might be a, yeah. st- a secret there. There seems to yeah. be... Um, uh, at least so far. Every time I've seen a waterfall, there's like a secret behind uh-huh. the waterfall. So that's pretty good. I like that. Again, not unlike Mario RPG where you totally. go behind a staircase and there's an NPC to talk to. And see, I love that. I love totally. that, that whole. Like, remember Mario 3D Land? Into an 8-bit character? Oh, and... God. Yeah, seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. No, I'm, I'm liking this game a lot for the limited amount of time I've been playing. It's a nice palate cleanser to Dark Souls because you're playing as a little mm-hmm. foxy character guy. So he's a little cute, got his little tail. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. You, you said it was Souls-ish. Um, mm-hmm. I'm guessing not in difficulty then because it sounds like it's more refreshing and, like, chill. It, 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 I mean, I haven't... I don't think it's as hard as a Dark Souls, but it has those same um, elements, right? So, like, you are, um, you know, you have a stamina meter that you're constantly, mm-hmm. you know, working off of. So, like, every hit that you, uh, every time you swing your, I have a stick right now. I actually I just found, um, I won't spoil too much, but I just found another weapon outside of a stick um, that mm-hmm. I've been using right before uh, the show, actually. Um, but anyways, yeah, you swing your stick, you swing your sword or whatever it is, I presume that you'll be able to get and your stamina meter goes down a little bit um if you're using like a shield type thing um and it gets hit your stamina meter will go down a little bit 
when you're running, your stamina. So like, you know, all every action is kind wow. of taking a little bit stamina. How have we not been able to get you to play Monster Hunter? This is exactly <laughs> how Monster Hunter works. You would, if you well, had that's the what right I've been telling you about Dark Souls. With, you would love well, I think, I think Monster the difference Hunter. Is Monster Hunter, as you and and Steve keep saying, Monster Hunter is is the most fun when you're playing with other people, mm-hmm. and Eugene seems to pre- like solo. Me, seems solo. To That's yeah. the thing. Alone, That's yeah. so. the I would be I would be curious to see though if a Eugene could handle because I think if anybody could do like a solo Monster Hunter thing, it would be Eugene. Well, I put it's very doable. Fifty but... some hours into that one Monster God. Hunter game on the yeah. 3ds. I don't remember which one it was that if you guys you, had us play. If you if you ever get the urge, Rise is a wonderful starter game and probably one of the easier ones to get into solo. I would love to see you get Monster Hunter another try. Sure. I would love to Rise see seems to be the one from what I've been <laughs> uh-huh. hearing online type of thing. So, yeah. Well, yeah, Tunic is not fun. To, yeah, not to, not to push you in a direction or anything, but you know my love for this series. And hearing you talk about like how it works, it's like, oh my god, this is... Just like yeah, no, that, that, it, that's I've been having the same thoughts of you know, mm-hmm. vice versa type of thing, obviously. Yeah. but yeah, no, it's yeah with similar. like Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, well, like I said, I am planning on giving Dark Souls another try. If anybody so, has Game Pass too, I mean, Tunic is free if you have it, so definitely mm-hmm. give it a download, give it a shot. Because why not? You know, if you hate it, who cares? Yeah. It was you know, it's part of your thing. But uh, I'm yeah. definitely going to be putting some time into this one. I um, I've been listening to some podcasts and I hear there's a lot. Lot of like twisty turns and there's like a lot of like ah. um you know secrets to uncover <clears throat> one thing i will talk about before i pass it off uh, i know i'm going a little long here um but uh the cool thing about this game for me is that you um there's like a language that you have to uncover not unlike a fez steve i know you're listening yeah. so like you're given you're you're finding these pages to like the actual instruction manual to the game it's kind of cool Jeez. and then so like in the the manual it's kind of telling you oh yeah did you know that when you see like this you can do that type of thing and you're just like learning throughout so i'm really really enjoying it it's a cool game so yeah that's cool well that that's all i've been playing Pokemon Go, but yeah, you know. I know. <laughs> you got to tell me when they have that uh, Fennekin event. I really do want to get that shiny. Though. It's coming up. It's coming. I'll definitely keep you posted. Tell me when, because I will miss it. I will sleep through it. <laughs> uh, Justin, what you been playing, bud? Um, well, I have been playing, including for the past so oh, twenty minutes or so, uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Um, not really going to talk about that because it's kind of the same old, same old. Hang on. Um, okay, just had to catch a fish. Um, <laughs> Literally, but, um, just I... been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did get a new game the other day. It was only 99 cents, otherwise I would not have bothered, but it just sounded so bizarre I had to try it. It is a game called Disco Cannon Airlines. Ah. Um, It's um, seriously like 99 cents is the is the right price point for this game. You fire a guy out of a cannon and he flies way up in the sky. And every time you press the A button, he explodes in confetti. (laughs) That's pretty good. You're goal is to get as many points as 
possible. I'm not entirely sure how it works. You have obstacles, but you're supposed to hit the obstacles, but you keep going up every time you explode with confetti, but you also eventually fall, but I can't say, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense, but there's I've disco played, music I, playing, and there's I've played Flash games and... just like this, yes. <laughs> yeah, this I think is Kitten like Cannon, really I want to say, or Launch the Turtle, or one of, yeah. I actually really enjoy, this they're is... really addictive games, though. Very fun, but very simple. Yeah, like it's, this is definitely, like, if it weren't 99 cents, I would say don't even go anywhere near this game because I wouldn't even call it a game. But for 99 cents, it amused me for about five minutes. It's, it's probably going to be game. one I'll pull out on the pooper. Yep, sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, besides that, I actually, you know, I played through the Kirby and the Forgotten Lands demo. Uh, I have not played through it again, but apparently you can, you know, upgrade your abilities on the second playthrough. Um, I found myself playing Star Wars Pinball the other day just because um, almost finished with maybe almost finished with my uh, with my level in Super Mario Maker 2 hopefully I'll be able to share that next week yeah finally figured out what I was going to do with the second part of it so I'm just kind of ironing out the kinks um and uh, the only other game of note worth worth mentioning as far as games that I've played is uh, I started playing Sydney Hunter and the Curse of the Mayan again. Um, I had started that game when it came out. I'd spoken to the developer at Retro Game Con. I loved what I played of it, but just kind of, you know, got distracted by other games and never went back to it. But uh, we were talking about hidden gems on, uh, on this Nintendo Life, and it dawned on me like this game is a hidden gem it didn't get a lot of promotion it didn't get uh, you know a lot of press but it is a good retro style um, retro style game so um, if you're looking for hidden gems it goes on sale pretty frequently um, it is on multiple systems not that that matters we all have switches in this in this community <laughs> but um, so that's what I've been playing. What I'm going to play, oh. um, hopefully tonight. Hmm. I just we said, said oh. oh. Is uh, I saw on uh, Xbox Marketplace that a certain game was on sale for like five or six bucks. So I ended up buying. I already owned it on disc, but I bought. Red Dead Revolver, uh, oh. which was the third-person shooter, not quite open-world predecessor to, of course, Red Dead Redemption. Um, I've never really played it more than a few minutes years and years and years ago, uh, but I figured for for six bucks, I'll definitely you know play through that on my Xbox One. So I plan on giving that a start tonight. I'll give at least my impressions of it next week but um um again like it's not open world so hopefully i should be able to just kind of blow through it but um there are references to it in the other games so maybe now i'll actually get those references nice and besides that that's pretty much it some mario kart um tour 
on my on my phone and you know uh, my nightly Animal Crossing sessions. It's been a busy week. It's been a stressful week, but hopefully I'll be returning to regular game playing soon. Nice. Well, um, my gaming experience has been fairly monochromatic. Um, I have been playing a lot of RuneScape. As Eugene plays Elden Scroll, I play RuneScape. It's kind of our back and forth that we have. Um, and it's still just my game, man. The, the, the mini game came out like last week as we were doing the show. I've been playing a little bit of that, but I've kind of gone back to just training up all my strength levels because I want to get this freaking thing done so I can catch chinchampas again. But, um, you know, just one step at a time, baby step. It's a good game to have on in the background, you know? You put it in your phone, you tap a crab in the middle of your day, and then you just kind of let the guy go to town while you're doing stuff. <laughs> um, you know, like, like for example, while you're playing it, while you're doing a podcast. Maybe you're tapping on a crab, you're killing a giant crab, and then you go tap on the next okay, crab. Okay, I was going to say, what is what are you doing when you're tapping on this crab? You're collecting crab shells, you're fighting no, this you're crab. No, you're murdering. You're murdering them. I'm stabbing them with my dragon scimitar right now. <laughs> um, but, you know, just leveling up and everything. It's it's a grind. It's a very grindy game. By, by design, you know, but it's, it is what it is. I like it. Um, but really, nothing new to say about that. You know, it's the same game it's been for the last like 15 years and it's not going to change uh, a game that i put a weird experience into that again i teased is on my youtube channel if you want to go actually watch us play it um, as many of you know i enjoy tormenting steve in my off hours it's kind of a hobby of mine so every now and then i find weird games on the eShop, and i'm like steve i will buy this for you if you agree to play it with me on camera and usually he allows <laughs> me to and um one of those games that we tried well first we tried a game called rento fortune which is just knockoff Monopoly. Um, it's not a good game. But the reason that I wanted to try it is because when you boot it up, uh, Kim Jong-un is on oh the, boy. the title screen greeting you, good. which I thought was very strange. So um, we tried to play that, but we could not figure out how to press any buttons to actually make our characters do it. <laughs> we ended up getting timed out and kicked out of the lobby. Uh, so then we moved on to another game that I got Excellent with Steve. Design called Rich Man 10. Now, Rich Man 10, come to find out, is a Chinese version of Fortune Street, but um, not Chinese, like, Chinese knockoffy, crappy, you know, like, fake Splatoon type of game. Like, a legitimate game that has had 10 entries in the series dating back over 20 years. Okay. So, um... It's a little weird. You could tell the localization team were some people who live in China who speak English because the, the descriptions for the cards are like deviate from primary objective and opulate second objective objective. You know, like that kind of like, the, the, like you don't really know what a card is going to do before you play it kind of thing. Sure. But as we played the game, we got really into it and actually ended up having a really good time. Um, there's a, an effect that you can have in the game um, where you fall asleep. And when you're asleep, if you get the sleepwalking effect, your character rolls the dice and moves and can't act on any of the things they do. They only pay money when they land on someone else's property. If you get regular sleep or you get into the hospital or put in prison, then you're just asleep. And that's the, you know, you, you, like time just passes sure. by and you just miss turns. I missed like... 30 turns in game because I kept getting put to sleep. Steve kept getting sleep cards and putting me to sleep. Somehow, this child, this absolute monster of a person, was able to get all of the property on the board minus like three spaces 
and just muscle me out of the game. It, it took an hour and a half of gameplay to get through this point. 130-something turns. But Jeez. my god, he was weirdly good at this game. Um, we found out three minigames in, by the way. If you land on a minigame space, there are minigames. That both people play the minigame. Oh. So, like, the first time I'm watching him play, like, a shooter game. And then the second time there was, like, a matching cards game. Like, Mario 3 card matching. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, what is that other, like, icon <laughs> in the left? That's just, like, what weird game design. Then I play my game, and Steve's like, oh, I got this many points. I'm like, wait, you can, we can play the game at the same time? Even though you landed on the space? Like, there's no instruction. There's no like oh my god the characters so you're are bizarre you're, so you're technically competing but you're playing separately you, well you're 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 if you ever played fortune <laughs> street you're you're on the same board but then the mini games are like their own thing it's so weird it's just it's almost a full game and it's a good game we kept it we decided we're gonna play this game again but just so freaking weird um, there are, there is a character. We miss so many amazing characters. I played as the samurai boy. Steve played as a large robot named, um, Odd Bio Guy. Oh. Every time Steve, so my character spoke only Japanese and he had like translations and stuff, which were not always great. So like, I would like use a card to steal a card from Steve and it would be like, go my ancestors, bring me fortune, you know, like that kind of <laughs> stuff. Steve's were all like third person with this high pitched squeaky robotic voice. Odd bio guy, mega happy, like just bizarre stuff happening here. Odd bio guy will never forget. I think it's gonna haunt my dreams. Um, there is a guy named Dr. Octopus who is unfortunately not the Spider Man villain. He's a guy with an octopus on his head who rides around on like a little moped. Um, there's a weirdly stereotypical looking Native American woman who has the cutest smile and who I really want to play as in my next playthrough. I swear to God. Um, there was a ninja as well as the samurai. There was a Chinese girl. There was a literal baby that you could play as. Um, basically all of the ethnicities were just notched up to a lot, you know, very 1990s style. Like, let's just make some people on like sure. really rough. The Japanese guy's <laughs> a samurai, you know, that kind of stuff. The Chinese uh, girl's got like the bun street hair. Street fighter, punch yeah. out style. But, um, when I got, so one of the items that you can upgrade, I'm sorry, but this is as normal as I can explain this game. I realize this is chaos, but this is how this game is. Um, one of the items you can use allows you to roll two or three dice. It also allows you to hit dogs that are on the field and like knock them off the board so they don't attack you which is great they make a little yelping noise as they fly off into oblivion but um when you get into a car or a moped on as the japanese guy he goes go my honda which is super weird <laughs> well. and super felt very stereotypical but um just oh my god this game like it, it if you want to go into a game and and be like, I'm judging this game on its ability to perform like I, I, like like you know superbly next to a game like Fortune Street, you know, it, it's not going to cut that. the mustard. 
But if you want a Fortune Street game and there isn't one on Switch, which is currently a problem, and you're willing to laugh at some of the terrible localization and have fun with a friend, I actually recommend Rich Man 10. It was a fun time. I will be playing it again. And now that I understand the rules, it is a competent game. You land on spaces, you buy property. You can keep money out or you can put it in the bank. If you have money out, you can spend it. If you have money in the bank, it can't be stolen from you by other players. Like, I, I get the game now. And it's weird, but I feel like I've been indoctrinated into this, like, cult of crazy where I actually understand how this game plays. And I'm excited to play it a second time. So, again, if you want to watch us play it, go check out the video. But otherwise, I think I've done a pretty good job summarizing the experience for everybody. I mean, you kind of sold me on it, honestly. It is a weirdly fun game. <laughs> There's a whole story mode we haven't even touched. Oh, and I missed the best part. When you get to the character select screen, the fun, poppy, traditional music stops, and you get this slow ballad with this beautiful voiced woman completely in Chinese. And it's the most beautiful song I've ever heard in my life. It literally had me stop what I was saying to Steve so I could sit and listen to the song. And I plan on going back, ripping it with my capture card, and putting it sure. on my phone. It's that beautiful. So, like, this is this is my experience this weekend. It was a fun time. So go buy crappy games on the eShop. Maybe they'll surprise <laughs> you. The whole game was like playing it through a round of bad game descriptions. Sure. And I loved every minute sure. of it. I loved every minute of it. So... That's um that's Rich Man 10. And honestly, that's the most exciting thing I have to talk about. I have been playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's Booster Pass. Mm. I realize that's like a politically charged issue to even bring up <laughs> the Booster Pass at this point. I don't Is that really I, I a don't thing? Know, oh yeah, dude, the internet is in turmoil over this thing. Oh, God. So like half the Why? internet half the internet has um come full force that this thing is like a lazy thing by nintendo i think because it's got something to do with like the online you know the whole like online thing and how everybody's still salty at that right. um so there's all these videos online showing how like the characters in the background are scaled way too big or how there's no texture for like the like the grass oh, is God. just a green color instead of a texture sure. and stuff stuff that i didn't really even notice until then and then i say like yeah it doesn't look great but it doesn't really bother me, and it doesn't hamper my experience in any meaningful way. When so I don't really When you're care. in 200 CC and you're yeah, not, yeah, like, like it's, come on, guys. It's just, it's just not really like a concern for me personally. But then the other side of the thing is all these people like defending Nintendo and being labeled as apologists and stuff. Sure. And it's like I, I just I, are I'm we the apologists? Fun. We're the apologists. I guess I think I think we're on the apologist camp. I um I don't have a problem with I'm it. On so the, it I don't care as long as it's fun camp. Yeah. 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 That's where, that's where yeah. I've just been having I just been having fun playing the thing. We played, okay, and I know this because I recorded all of these too. We played ten eight-track rounds of Mario Kart over two days mm -hmm. last weekend or the weekend before last, whenever. It was so much fun. We played with Justin. We played with two of Steve's co-workers. Steve's wife was there for most of it. Like, it was a freaking blast. I love playing Mario Kart online. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the booster pass. You know, we've got like four more of these coming out. If you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm ready to see what else we got. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. I'm. Uh, um, you, you guys know I'm not a huge on Mario Kart, but I'm happy for everybody yeah. that is like, you know, just so excited for this. You know, screw the haters. Like, it's like, come yeah. on, just let, let people just, like what they like. 
I'm I'm kind of over like the whole like oh the the grass in Pokemon doesn't look enough yeah. like grass like whatever you know it just it doesn't bother me and I, I I feel bad for people that genuinely can't see past it because like I'm sure for them it really does bother them it's and it's a real like like deal breaker but sure. like I, I just I can't I can't um, I can't put myself in their shoes to see through their eyes because to me that's such a minor thing. You're like visuals just don't matter that much to me. And I think it's that they feel like they're being cheated or that the devs are being lazy and giving them like the bare minimum. But I just I don't think that's really the case. I think it's just you know not everything's going to look great all the time. Sometimes people are going to take shortcuts in areas. That doesn't mean that the game is you know scamming you or you know. I, I don't know. And I can you know I can I right. can appreciate a good looking game. Like, yeah. like Red yeah. Dead Redemption mm-hmm. 2 was amazing looking. Like, just, like, it was like watching a live-action movie. Yeah. So I can appreciate when a game looks good and when they put that extra effort into making a game look good. But it's not a deal-breaker for me. Like, as long yeah. as the game plays well and is fun, like, I don't care. I would rather have a game that is fun to play and and the controls are tight like if you took mario kart 8's gameplay and put like mario kart 64's graphics on it i would still play the heck out of it because it's still fun like i don't care what it looks like give me as soon as minecraft came out and was like the most popular game in the world i was like okay yeah graphics really don't mean anything yeah yeah exactly Yeah, I um, I don't know. It just it doesn't really bother me, you know. Even like with some of the more, I guess, meaningful stuff, like with the with the Ocarina of Time thing. When it, I guess they've patched it since, but you know, like oh, the the fog is missing in the Water Temple and stuff. It's like I, I understand why people felt like you know I'm paying for this. It should look as good as you know, like like why is Nintendo struggling with basic emulation stuff? But it never really kept me from wanting to. Well, I still haven't booted up the game, but it never made me think like okay, I'm never you know touching. Like it just it doesn't bother me. You know, and sure. I don't know. I, I I think it's a good thing. I think that it's like, oh, I'm 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 comfortable enough with stuff like this that it doesn't bother me. But I'm sure there are people out there who genuinely feel, you know, like they're like they're getting the short end of the stick with these companies when they do that stuff. So I want to be, I guess, respectful of other people's opinions and feelings and stuff. But I just I don't think this is that big of a even deal when they're wrong. Person- well, yeah, I personally I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I'm, I'm, I know that for some people it is, so, you know, more power to you, but just it doesn't, doesn't bug me, you know? It's not a big deal for me. All right, well, we've pontificated long enough and uh, discussed all the games we've been playing. We will be back next week with another show. I lied to you all last week. I said maybe we'd play a game this week, but we're not very good at planning, which is part of the reason why we no longer do live shows. So um, <laughs> will we ever play a game again? Probably, but it'll really come down to one of us remembering that we're going to play a game and uh, planning on it. So we'll, we'll see what happens when it happens, but you can be sure that we'll be back next week with at least some form of a show for you to enjoy. Until then, have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Bye-bye! Bye-bye. <laughs>